0: You never know when God's gonna send you an invitation to join what he's doing. Some friends of ours were driving when they got into a little bit of an argument. They were married, she was a Christian, he was an atheist, and as they drove through, through Seattle, she said, what's it gonna take to get you to come to some of my faith things, to some of my church things? I do your atheist things, when are you gonna do a few of, of my things? What's it gonna take? And he fired back, it's going to take a miracle, a sign from God for me to go to church with you. Right when he said that, they saw a big sign hanging from an overpass that read, this is a sign from God. She gave him a look and he just smiled and said, don't say a word. (laughs) You never know when you're going to get an invitation from the Lord. You know, God is creating an inclusive family of belonging. One of the big questions is will we be part of inviting, blessing, and bringing people into his family? Regardless of of people's backgrounds, disagreements you might have, the kingdom of God is going to be filled with all sorts of people. Are we going to join God in helping build that family and bring people in? I want to look at three perspectives that help us um, understand the the heart of God for invitation and belonging. We're going to look at God's perspective, the perspective of the invited, and we're gonna look at the perspective of God's servants. Let's go through this story in the book of Luke. Jesus is at a dinner party, a banquet. And uh, our, our story begins, when one of the dinner guests heard Jesus' remarks, he said to Jesus, happy are those who will feast in God's kingdom. Jesus replied, a certain man hosted a large dinner and invited many people. When it was time for the dinner to begin, he." he sent his servant to tell the invited guests, come, the dinner is now ready. So this is actually the second invitation. You know, culturally, there would have been an invitation sent out earlier. And then this is now like the second, it's like the reminder invitation. Hey, dinner's ready. The party's on. Uh, Let's do this. So the dinner is ready now. One by one, they all began to make excuses, all the people who had been invited. The first one told him, I bought a farm and must go and see it. Please, can you excuse me? You can just think that the, the, the one who's throwing the party, who for our purposes is God, and like this is his heart, uh, who's inviting people to the banquet. But in this story, this I can't go see it because i got this property I gotta go look at. Are you kidding me? You're gonna ignore the, the, the invite? You're not gonna come to my party? Another said, I bought five teams of oxen and I'm gonna check on them please excuse me. Oxen? Like, it's that important that you have to go check on your oxen right now when you've known about this party. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. You can see him saying, ah, that makes sense. I can can excuse that. When he returned, the servant reported these excuses to his master. The master of the house became angry and said to his servant, okay, go quickly to the city's streets the busy ones and the side streets, bring the poor and the crippled and the lame. The servant said to the master, master, your instructions have been followed and there's, there's still room in the party. The master said to the servant, go to the highways, the back alleys and urge people to come in so that my house will be filled. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will taste my dinner. This has some significant things to teach us about the heart of God, his heart for belonging. So the first perspective we're going to look through is God's perspective. This is the perspective of the master throwing the banquet. God has created a banquet of belonging. And this banquet of God, is, 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 it's like an eternal uh, banquet. It's a, a place of love and joy and relationship. This is what the kingdom of God is all about. And God invites everyone to the party so as we see in the story the invitations uh ex- end up extending to everyone and so it is with god one of the first principles from this perspective is to remember that god longs for everyone you and me to belong at his banquet and there's always room for more the other thing is rejection of the invitation doesn't lead god to shut down to close the party it, it doesn't cause like him to stop inviting people. Rejection doesn't cause less invitation. It leads to more invitation. Remember, he said when he returned, the servant reported the, the excuses to his master and the master of the house became angry, but he didn't stop. He just said, now go quickly to the city streets and the busy ones and the side streets and bring you know all the people you can find. See the Father's heart, God's heart isn't vindictive. It doesn't give up or you know, like just decide, hey, we're all we're done. Shut, you know, turn off the lights, shut the doors. Rejection leads to more invitation. You know, I'm thinking about my life. If people like I care about and love. If everybody was just turning me down to be at something I thought was important, something that was important to me, you know, uh, it'd be easy to be hurt, easy to be angry, be easy to give up. Does rejection or fear of rejection lead to more invitation in your life or less? For people who are following Jesus, how can we press into more invitation even when we might feel afraid of rejection or receive some rejection? Invitation leads to transformation. So as we see the Father's heart who's throwing this party, belonging requires invitation and generosity. So there's this extension of self, uh, putting yourself out there and invite someone to it. But if you're throwing a party, uh, that requires generosity. You're providing food. You're providing drink. You're providing a place. You're providing an environment uh, where people can hang out and feel safe and talk and build relationships. That always takes generosity. So belonging for those of us who are in the household of God, who are inviting others into the kingdom of God, we're not perfect people. We're not inviting people to a museum. Oftentimes, Uh, The house of God is more like a hospital than it is a museum or certainly a fashion show, and (laughs) we're all imperfect people. But it takes um, generosity to create this environment, to make that possible. And then it also takes invitation. Are people going to show up if they don't know that they're invited? Are people going to come if they're not asked? We all love to receive belonging. Will we give belonging? Will we invite and give? and be generous so that belonging can happen. So this, here's the second perspective. This is the invited, the perspective of those who are invited. In the story, we see that some people see invitation as an inconvenience, and some see it as love. And so it is in our lives where sometimes people have a, a really open hearts. They see your invitation as love into your life, and maybe for a meal, maybe for a conversation maybe to your faith community, whatever that invitation is toward the kingdom of God, they can see it as love um, and their hearts are open. But sometimes they can see it as an inconvenience or just they're not ready. Their hearts aren't aren't open yet. And that's okay. The point is that we keep inviting. We keep inviting those who are ready. Maybe somebody who's not ready now will be later at another point. Now, in the story, we also see those who excused themselves from the banquet party excluded themselves from belonging. Sometimes we like to look at God or we, maybe religion has painted God as like the one who loves to exclude people and choose the ones who get in and and laugh at the ones who don't get in and in the story, we we see that the, the reality is that God is invited He's an invitational God he's created a belonging He wants this inclusive family of belonging and um the ones who are excluded have excluded themselves. They've rejected the invitation or the invitations and they've had actually many. So it is with the family of God where everyone is invited and those who excuse themselves exclude themselves. But the beautiful thing is throughout our lives, I think God's kingdom is all, God is always finding ways of of inviting us to join him in what he's doing. God invites everyone. We choose whether we want to join the party or not. And remember, rejecting the, the the invite to the banquet, rejecting Jesus' invitation always inspires more invitation from Jesus and from God and from, I think, God's community, not less. Rejection causes more invitation, not less. Now, one last thing I wanted to talk about with the people invited, the people who respond to this banquet— this is the banquet of the broken. This isn't like the banquet of perfect people. Uh, remember in the story, it says, when he returned, the servant reported these excuses to the master and the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, go quickly to the city's streets, the busy ones and the streets, uh, the side streets, and bring those who are, who are hurting and broken, those who are crippled, those who are blind, those who um, are lame, those who can't see. This is the banquet of the broken. As we're thinking about living lives that reflect God's heart, the Father's heart, Jesus' heart, I want to reflect on these questions. Is Jesus' ministry, is the banquet, is the kingdom for those who are blessed or those who are broken? It's for both, right? And a lot of times in our lives, we have both blessing and brokenness, and we're all invited. Here's another question. Did Jesus take care of the physical Brokenness of people or the spiritual brokenness of people? Both, right? I think it's important. We want to stand with Jesus where we care about physical and spiritual brokenness and create places of healing for that. Another question Is the banquet of God for the powerful or the powerless? It's for both. It's for both. Mutual transformation happens when you can bring people together from these different places. Last question. Is the banquet for those who believe or those who doubt? The, doub- the believers or the doubters? It's for both. The kingdom of God is filled with people from all walks of life. And uh, if you don't like the people that are at the banquet of God, if you don't like seeing certain types of people in God's house or in your faith community or people that even God brings into your life, you got to take that up with the one who's throwing the banquet. It's The servants don't come up with the the list of who gets in and who gets out. Uh, God is inviting everyone. He's the one who creates that list. And Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. What a blessing to be part of being stretched and learning how to love people who are different, those who are very similar to us. But we get to be in a family with so much diversity. You know, in our current reality, the hurt and broken during this time are carrying some major wounds. You know, it can be spiritually, it can be physically. The last few years we've been through as a culture, but I think spiritually and emotionally, there's so many people that are hurting. There's a lot of broken trust. Maybe the reason people's hearts might be closed to an invitation is because of pain. Uh, Pain might be preventing them. Uh, Old hurts, old experiences, maybe even with a place, uh, a religious place that was supposed to be um, expressing God's love to them. And I would, I would really encourage us to be gentle and sensitive and caring in how we invite um, people into the kingdom of God and, and that our message needs to be embodied with the type of love that we speak about. Our, our actions have to match our words. This Christmas season is an opportunity to say to our world that you are welcomed and wanted by God. like Jesus loves you. And he wants you and you're welcomed in his community. What would it look like if in this season, our whole church, our whole community embraced a life of invitation, building trust by loving people well, inviting them toward the kingdom? Maybe that's just through a meal. Maybe that's a coffee. Maybe that's a conversation. Maybe it's a, an opportunity to join you in a church service. Whatever that might look like, what would that life of invitation look like right now for you? Who are those that God has placed in your life that you feel the Spirit urging you to give an invitation? You never know what one invitation can lead to. So here's the takeaway for today. Who will you invite into your life? A shared meal, a coffee, a conversation into your life. Who are you going to invite into your life? Because God's kingdom, his banquet is like rising through your life. It's seen through your life. Secondly, who is God laying on your heart to invite to maybe a Garden City service? It may be for our Christmas Eve service, uh, a moment where they can be uh, able to belong as they maybe believe. Maybe uh, if you're online, share one of our services with a, with a friend so that they can belong before they believe. Guys, I love you so much. Next week, we're going to be finishing uh, this parable, looking at the perspective of the servants, the ones who were sent to go out and invite. And we're going to be looking specifically at this question. Why did all of the friends reject the invitation of the master who threw the banquet? Guys, love you so much. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info@gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.